Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the best podcast in the world. Uh, it is the Greenhouse All-Stars Recap and Discussion. I'm here with Edmund once again. Edmund, how are you doing? Amazing. That's it? <laughs> Short and sweet, mama. Give I'm ready little... to get our special guest in here. Give you a little speech before we give our special guest. The drag is drag is our art is subjective we are not here to judge your drag we are judging your drag as it, it pertains to this competition Period. disclaimer we may be talking shit about you as a character in a tv show not personally if you don't like it there's an x button that you could just click um Ooh. we love you all and a group chat for you to go talk your shit in yes ma'am uh speaking of talking shit we have a special guest from the season who i know is ready to talk some shit Welcome, mm-hmm. Dylan. Hey. How's it going? Pretty good. I guess I am kind of infamous for my shit talking. <laughs> <laughs> that was kind of your thing this season, huh? That's the only thing I had this season. <laughs> well, speaking of that, let's get right into it. How do you feel about basically Christian turning the whole house against you in a very quick manner? I will say I think it was a great move on Christian's part uh, because obviously I was never working with him. Uh, I wasn't ever even really trying to, even though I did give him that information that I should not have. Um, And I think he was in a terrible spot prior to turning everyone else against me. Uh, He was no one's even like plus ones, really, I don't think personally. but I think that really solidified him. And he essentially did what I was trying to do to Brody, but he did it to me and he did it better. So, yeah. Um, that's all I got to say on that. Before you left, you kind of had a coming to Jesus moment with Ava. One, do you think she really took your advice and information how she should have? And two, why did you do that? Uh, I did that actually for completely outside of game reasons. Uh, I'm friends with Ava, as evidenced um, (laughs) with the season four talks. Um, And I just wanted to give all of my season four people the best chance at winning, even though Ava did inadvertently work against me by siding with Thomas so heavily. I was trying to tell her, don't trust Ross because you're going to screw yourself over. And then also pivot from Tom- Thomas because that's all it looks like you're doing and she didn't pivot it, it doesn't really look like um but I don't regret necessarily trying to help her out or anything um even though it didn't go in her favor so if she couldn't trust Ross and she had to pivot from Thomas where do you think she should have went to your biggest enemy Christian no a seed would have helped, Ava. I'm sorry about burning your seed. <laughs> um, I think where she should have pivoted to was honestly doubling down on a girl's thing and locking in with like Abrielle, Lily, Jessica. Um, I think that would have benefited her a lot. And I think all of them were well connected to Thomas. So she, they, she had to position herself to replace Thomas in a sense. Obviously, she won't be able to do that to the fullest degree, but um, put herself closer to them than Thomas could. So if you would have stayed, who would you have worked with moving forward? Like who was the, the group you were trying to pull together? Well, 
I mean, going into it, I actually really did want to work with Abrielle, and then she put me on the block, and I was like, well, damn. Um, <laughs> but I, I think I would have probably just stuck with this this side that you see kind of forming with Ross, Shane, Meredith, Brandon, although Meredith definitely probably would not have reciprocated that love, but it's okay. Um, I would have tried to work with that side at least. Um, do you think, because... Like I said in the podcast, the week that you were banished, I felt like it was fairly obvious Abrielle's safest option was to nominate Patrick. Do you think if Christian didn't kind of flip this whole narrative that of what uh, you said to him, do you think he would have ended up on the block? I don't think so, to be honest, because uh, I do think prior to people having that information, people did feel decent with me. Um, and... I think if I couldn't, or even if I did end up on the block, I would have been able to pitch for seeds better to uproot myself over Patrick. Because um, honestly, what it seemed like in the footage, I might be mistaken. Uh, it looked like Christian was kind of the talk before I came into the situation. Uh, like Christian Patrick Brody, if I recall right. I might be wrong. I'm not 100% sure. On the I three noms. don't. I don't think it was Christian, but I think his name could have been out there as like a potential. It, it might be mistaken there, but I, I think I would have had the this way with Jessica, at least particularly to not have her even target me or have her instead nominate me instead of Abriel, which gives me a seed. Mm -hmm. So I think I would have been able to pivot more out of the seed uproot side of things than even just getting nominated. Okay. What was your favorite part of your game this season? Um, wow, that's hard to say whenever you go out in the second round. Uh, You've got to have one little thing that was your happiest moment. When were you happiest in the game? When I was happiest in the game. Honestly, it even though I had seen some of these people while I was playing in season four, it felt weird being in here with all these legends so getting in there in the, the the first doors and just seeing the chaotic energy coming out already uh was genuinely just so joyful and i know that's the very beginning and it was all downhill from there for me um <laughs> but like that that really was a good moment and i don't know i feel like i'd consider some of these people friends after that um i don't know if it's reciprocated or not we'll see period i feel like the adrenaline of it all would be kind of just yeah exciting yeah the the pre the entry lines i guess this little behind the scenes it was all of us just kind of talking in the taylor luke kitchen and it was it was so chaotic because everyone you could tell everyone wanted to make sure they were talking to every other single person and not left out of the conversation so the game started mm -hmm. the second you walked on that property yep mm -hmm. for sure because yeah, like I stayed the night before the game started and I was like, okay, the game starts now even though the game hasn't really started. Yeah. Um, yeah, the game always starts as soon as you step through those doors. Alrighty, one word to sum up your greenhouse experience, Dylan. Hmm. One word, strict one word. One word, <laughs> I'm gonna go flop. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna go flop. I can admit I flopped. I didn't make any connections with anyone new by any means. 
and I wasn't playing that great overall, even outside of the the, the Dylan's list allegations. Uh, I just wasn't even playing that great of a game. I think I was called a filler queen, and oh. very what? accurately so, to be honest. <laughs> Draga. It, no, it, was, it was accurate. Not every game is going to be your best game, and that's fine. Period. Alrighty. Dylan goes home. Shakira goes home. We go into a double banishment split house twist, giving ascendance tees, picking teams, different houses. Uh, that was interesting to see kind of the strategy of Ascendance kind of come into play here, kind of getting your people and then picking your targets, which is obviously evident to this week as I think both plans went through successfully. Um, well, I guess, yeah, except for Shane, except for Shane's plan to get Thomas out. But um, what do we think about these initial split houses? I was living that Jessica got to be one of the people to pick because like, I want to see more and more of Jessica's game because sometimes she just be sitting there doing nothing, but then like she'll just come out of nowhere and be like, "We need to do this, and this is the this is the plan, and this is what we're doing, and like this is how I'm going to execute it." And it's like I need to see Jessica in that light the whole time. So seeing her like try and process like I need to pick a team that's going to like keep me safe, but also like send someone home that I don't really care for, like I was living, mm -hmm. but she wasn't safe. She was, but she wasn't. You know, I Jessica, Jessica, I think it kind of understands where she's at in the game where it's like, I am not the number one of everyone, but I am definitely up there. And if you want to mm -hmm. use me as a pawn, I'll continue to be the block star because it'll make everyone happy and I will stay here. That's the delusion in my mind that I am saying. <laughs> I, I, I agree. Like, like, you can't fault her. Like, everyone keeps telling her she's not at the all-star level. She is not up with the greats. So if y'all just want me to be a block star and everyone go home next to me, that's my pitch in the end. I sent every single one of you home, and none of you were scared of me, and here I am. Yeah, I, I agree entirely with that. Like, I think she's playing this kind of uh, viewed as, like, a, a, a non-threat and essential, uh, and it's playing perfectly in her favor right now. Yeah, I I think we talked about this last week. I just I don't I want to know how much of it is intentional, which I think partly it is. Um to where I feel like some other times it's just kind of like people feeding her the information so that way she is chill with being in that position. Um but I'm excited we got to see more of Jessica this round and that she like didn't disappear for three hours. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> Especially the first time she was on the block. I think we got one scene with her the entire round <laughs> when she was on the block. Um, but yeah, so I guess we'll talk about the boring house first. I say that loosely. Boring Just... house, girl. It was the boring house. Yeah. <laughs> Don't sugarcoat um, it. <laughs> well, I mean, it was kind of juicy because obviously we just see this entire house lies straight to Ava's face the entire time. And she ate it Poor up. girl. She Poor ate Ava. It up. I think it's interesting that the people particularly that were lying to her so well, like I would consider a good bit of those people could like the archetype hero players that wouldn't normally lie to someone like that. So it's interesting to see how particularly like Ross, for example, him not telling Ava that she's going home is crazy to me, knowing Ross on a personal level. Um, so I, I think that's just shows how this all-stars caliber is different and it's, it's making the worst out of all of us. 
Like, I don't yeah. think I've ever seen in the greenhouse specifically, correct me if I'm wrong, yep. where yep. every this single is person is in agreement and lies so good that at the end of the banishment, it's three to zero. Ava's sitting there, she's thinking she's confident. And then they go, Ava, you've been banished. And just like the face crack. Mm-hmm. How did they do it the whole time? Especially like, even doing it so well that the other side, like, granted they were a mess, like, didn't even try and like interact and like, what's going on in your house? Oh, it's Jessica and Ava. Cool. Okay, goodbye. That's it. Like, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, Ava probably has some deep trauma from that round. I would if all those people lied to me for like two hours straight before mm-hmm. I went home. Um, so I just felt bad for her, honestly, because kind of like Matthew said, I've never seen just like bold face lying so hard in the greenhouse before. Usually it's kind of like a runaround or s- some bits of truth, but just like straight lying. No, like they that. were all telling her that the shoe is safe. Like, it's crazy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, Meredith is trying to clear her name. <laughs> um, okay, Meredith. You were, you were in on it, Meredith. We see you. We see you. We you were still you. lying. <laughs> A live omission, if you will. So, any thoughts on this house? I just feel like it was very straightforward. They lied. Um, I thought it was pretty interesting that, like, when Ava went in to talk to Ross about, like, who she kind of, like, wants up and everything, I think she said every single person's name in that house in the span of, like, two seconds. And I was like, maybe let's stick to one or two names like why are we throwing everyone um because like that just kind of shows like i guess to me if i was in power and we were just kind of down in numbers like this if you're gonna throw everyone are you gonna do this again if it's not me and then my name's Mm -hmm. gonna be in the mix too like Mm -hmm. i don't know i mean i I see why ava threw out meredith right i think that was probably the smartest move for her game and since she thinks she has this trust with ross she can confide in him, but then I f- kind of feel like she could pick up on the vibe that like, oh, he's not really biting at Meredith. Um, so I've got to throw something else out. And I mean, there's only four options basically. So um, yeah, I think targeting Meredith made the most sense for her game specifically, but this the people in power weren't gonna let that happen. Yeah, for her to have survived, I honestly think one, the uproot would have had to been played, but if any chance, she probably needed to pitch for Lily to go and just cut anyone else but herself. Because I think that was objectively, besides Jessica, the only other person that was towards the bottom of the rankings for the, the two in power there. Yeah, for sure. I do want to say there's like two other things I want to touch from this house. And then I was like, that's really the main points of this house because it was pretty straightforward. One, kind of being early on, Ross and Meredith, like, sitting down and, like, solidifying, like, a final two, like, finally. Um, Edmund and I, like, were going back and forth on it, and I think I convinced him that it was better more than worse than... It wasn't me. It was Dustin. Oh, sorry. I was agreeing with you, girly. But when Ross was like, I think you're my final two, I think that's exactly how he said it. Like, Dustin was tweaking in the call and was like... if someone said that to me like that right now, like I would not trust that, but it's like, this is the moment, like the game is split. We're down in numbers. Like you're thinking, okay, like this is like where we're at. If this is the actual final seven, if someone sat me down and was like, I think you're my final two. That's like really good because like you sat there and thought about like, okay, this is like all the numbers. This is what's happening. Like, this is who I am close with. I'm not close with. 
and like now like you're for real like all in on me so like hell yeah like let's go but i don't know like i think the two of them could really do damage but i'm just like scared with ross just because he's like in kind of a lot of shit right now like even though he's like not targeted directly like they're also talking about him thoughts and i mean they might be targeted directly coming up because we see at the end of the round with the other house they kind of have this christian i guess is the one that throws out this trio of boys that they really need to go after while shane's sitting right next to him and i'm like girl shane is gonna go fucking spill all your shit as soon as y'all get back um but i mean yeah with the whole ross and meredith thing I think if I'm Meredith and Ross is kind of throwing out this final two, especially when Ross is the one in power, hell yeah, I'm going to say let's do it because there is not many options to go up on the block. And I, if an uproot is played, I don't want to be sitting up there as a renom. So yeah, mm-hmm. sure. Final two. Um, something else about Ross making these final twos is that obviously we saw him make one with Brody and now he's like working closely with Brody. But what was interesting is that we saw him kind of towards the end of the round talk to the camera and say, like, obviously, we're going to have to take a shot at Brody soon. So kind of showing that, like, he's not truly loyal to that, which I was kind of wondering. So I'm glad to get some clarity on that. Yeah, I think with the dynamic of, like, the the three alpha males that Christian talked, I can't call them alpha males. I'm not doing that. (laughs) (laughs) I'm sorry. The the three guys on this side of the house here... um, Ross, Brody, and Patrick. I I feel like of the three, Ross, even though he has a big threat level attached to his name right now, is still going to be hidden behind Brody in the sense. Brody's probably Mm going to go over Ross. And then also with Patrick, because I think Ross has better connections in the house than Patrick does. Do you think Claire leaving helps Brody's position? I don't think it really changed it, to be honest. Yeah, because like they weren't together per se like it was like an easy fallback for him but like he wasn't putting all his eggs in her basket i mean we saw this round he was basically like goodbye claire like i love you but goodbye (laughs) yeah (laughs) okay so we get the nominees with house one and then we get to house two with basically their preemptive talk and uh before their noms right away you see Claire tell Thomas, I voted for you. Why? Because I, the one thing about me is if I voted out Thomas and Thomas stayed, I'm going to lie through my teeth to Thomas <laughs> because Thomas is going to fucking want to kick my ass until I leave. Um, so I don't know why she did that. Um, I don't know if it was just kind of an in the moment thing. But obviously, we then see Thomas picking his house, and he's like, I want to get Claire out, Uh, which I think he wants more vengeance towards Claire because he didn't really see it coming from her after they had, like, these talks about working long-term and going to the end, and he already knew Shane was coming after him, so, like, that wasn't a surprise to him. Yeah. Um, So what do we think about the dynamics of this house when they originally get chosen? Thomas did a master class in picking his team. Like, I think he could have been sitting probably next to anyone in those chairs and he was safe. Like, he did a phenomenal job on picking who was there. Yeah, I agree. Thomas had the right strategy of, like, 
I'm picking a few allies off the top of my, like the top of my head. So I have enough people that like, if I'm on the block, I'm still going to like stay. And then the last few people are just going to be my targets and kudos to him for getting it done. But like, I don't know. It was a little risky only picking two people instead of three for targets, because if they both won power, he was fully screwed. Right. Which brings me to my next point. We Shane gets third in this competition, right? And Shane kind of talks Brandon out of taking this nomination power when obviously um, Thomas doesn't want Shane to have any power. So what do you guys think about this? And why do you, do you like, obviously Thomas kind of had to not be mad at Brandon because Thomas needed his vote. But do you think Thomas felt any type of way about Brandon just kind of taking the seeds and letting Shane get the power? Because of Claire's kind of emotions and in, in, uh, spotlight on her this round, I think Brandon kind of got to slip away from taking a lot of the blame on this because he definitely should be mad at Brandon to, to some degree. Yeah. Um, because he Brandon had the full opportunity to get exactly Shane and Claire on the block and there would be no mm -hmm. problems. Um, mm -hmm. But... I think Brandon was able to just slip away with no blood in in the sense of uh, letting Shane take it somehow. Brandon got to slip away with a lot of shit this round. We'll get into it when we come to the auction. But um, yeah, I thought we might have had like a dramatic repeat of season three with Shane where he was on the winning team and then gets backdoored and gets banished, even though he was promised safety. So I thought that's what was going to happen this round. But then... Shane wiggled his way into getting that uh, sunflower or the rose. So mm -hmm. kudos to Shane. That was um, a great move on his part because it guaranteed that he was sure. safe in this house of sharks for him. <laughs> mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, so then Thomas and Claire have a couple conversations. They're just not really gelling with this whole vote thing. I don't think Claire's argument was the strongest, in my opinion, of why she did it. I think she just kind of didn't know what to say. Um, but then we get the Claire and Brady conversation. This is pre-fight, so let's not, we'll go into the fight. But uh, right away, you kind of see Claire kind of guilt-tripping him into not putting her up. And then she kind of uses her resume. I've never been up uh, in Greenhouse history. Uh, how that is do you not think? a good, a good thing to be thrown out right now like so you're telling me <laughs> that like you are now what 16 rounds into your greenhouse experience and this is the first time you're gonna go up on the block like that's even more ammo to be like okay like at least you're going up this round like if you buy yourself off cool but like imagine you make it down to the end of the season and you're still never on the block. I've played 20 something rounds of the greenhouse and I've never been put up and Brady could have done it, but he never did. Like what? <laughs> I think, I think she just gave herself the threat level. Like Brady needed to just easily push her out right here. Yeah. That's my thing with Claire's game this season is obviously one of the best greenhouse players in my opinion with her season one run. Um, and I feel like she kind of got lost in this perception of her uh, going into the game to where I feel like she wasn't being very present this season and kind of taking advantage of this new dynamic. Uh, and I don't know 
I just wish she didn't get so in her head. I think that's ultimately what was Claire's demise, is she got in her own way. For sure. I think you could see it from even like her little preseason confessional in episode one where she was like, I'm this big threat. Like, I know everyone's going to know that I'm a threat. Like, she's already like psyching herself out that people are going to come for her just because like her threat level. When I think if she would have just like calmed down, been like, okay, like a lot of us are on the same playing field, like we're all threats. Like, I just need to calm down. I think it would have fared better for her long term because it, you could see as like the rounds progressed, like she was stressing so much and, you know, crying so much because she's like oh my god like everyone's coming for me and like no one was until they all did because they were like maybe we should claire was the one that threw her own name out continuously yeah, yeah i agree like it, it, her entire arc this season has been just pushing her own threat level up there and i think it's interesting because she won power two times before in the first, yeah, the first two weeks yeah and, and she I, had two left I feel like she never made any true friendships with it that would run deep. Like she did say that as well, I believe, but I think it's more on her not reaching out to people correctly or something. I'm not a hundred percent sure, uh, but she had the full potential to, to make in-game uh, alliances. Sure. Yeah. Cause the first week she won immunity. So it's not really like she has too much power to be able to like, establish hardcore connections but when she gets the tulip round two i feel like that's when you whenever you're in the greenhouse that's when you have your conversations with everybody to kind of establish some sort of like capital in the game and yeah i don't know if she really used it the best um and i think her voting out thomas with that last minute shove from shane and shakira really bit her in the ass yeah i i, I think that was probably the game ending decision whenever she mm -hmm. told him she probably could have cut it away if she didn't tell him, like we already said. Like, I yeah. just don't, I still don't get why she immediately went and told him. Like, she should have, like, at least waited a little bit until, like, Thomas came up and was like, did you vote me out? Like, I've heard from other people that it was you. Like, why did you immediately go up right before, like, as the round is announced, that, like, it's a double and we're going outside to, like, split the houses. Like, why did you tell him then? Like... <laughs> I Wait. Genuinely, it, it had to be like guilt in her own head or something that made her feel like she had to tell him i i can't see any other reason why she would mm -hmm. yeah. so then obviously shane's non shane is nominating thomas i think kind of his um i wouldn't say argument but his reasoning for p telling thomas why he's putting him up was really just like kind of master class like this is what it is like you know how it is i just have to um even like if you stay blah 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 kind of telling him i won't come after you but he is going to like they're gonna come after each other yeah. um but just the way he handled it i think was really good because thomas was obviously dealing with the whole claire situation to where i don't think thomas was really hell-bent over shane putting him up um, but then we get Brady telling Claire that she's going up and this sets fireworks off in the coffee house. Um, what do you guys think about Claire's outburst? I think it was kind of uncalled for. Like, I understand that she was like, Brady led me on. He was like, oh, like, I'm going to like try and put up Christian or something. Like, let me go talk to people. But like. I think the writing was kind of on the wall with this group if she like took a step back and was like okay like 
Thomas literally picked all these people before me and Shane. And I know that Thomas is after me and Shane. So like I, in my mind, I'd be like, these people are going to come after me. Um, but like, I just think it was the emotions were just so high that it, no matter what happened, like I think even if she didn't go up, she still would have went off on Brady because Brady mentioned potentially putting her up. So I think it was like, no matter what she was going to blow up. Yeah. I, I, I think this was the first round uh, that actually felt different. There's a vibe shift. It felt more personal. And I, I do think inadvertently Claire kind of created that environment. Um, whereas every round before it was, it was pretty kind of like, okay, this is just game reasons, but uh and this is nothing against Claire. I love her to death. Uh, great person. But I, I think with how much she was crying there, it, it did inadvertently make people feel like, I don't want to be around this anymore. And it they were essentially choosing to eliminate her so she would stop crying. <laughs> like, well, you see Thomas go around and he's like, if she's like here, like this is not going to be fun anymore. Like, because like, it's just this every round, which like I can see his point. And it's like, if she's going to come to everyone and just, sob and no one wants to work with me and i'm targeted and then like pop off like i could see after a few rounds how that would be like so draining like mm -hmm. it's already draining for her let alone everyone else yeah um and i'm glad shane has kind of been this person to try and ground her and be like girl you need to like quit it like stop popping off like you're just gonna dig yourself further into your own hole and um, I think she kind of realized that, but also I don't, I don't think she could really control some of her emotions in that moment, because with the rounds prior with the uh, with the crying and her saying it was fake, right? Do you think this outburst kind of has anything to do with her emotional manipulation not working? I think so. This is pretty much the first time that she's getting shut out on what she wants. Like she very commonly gets exactly what she wants or if not exact, fairly reasonably close to what she wants. And they just weren't having it this time. And it, I don't know if she knows how to deal with not being in a power position. Yeah, yeah that's a good point. Because like, I feel like in season one, she was consistently like in a power position. And the season from minute one, she just kind of was not. So I guess I could I could see where you're coming from with that. Yeah, for sure. I think she could just kind of realize like I really don't have any capital, and she realized that Thomas had the upper hand on her with this uh, draw, and I don't. I think she realized there was nothing she could really do. Um, so then we get the noms: uh, Shane noms Thomas, Brady noms Claire. And then we go to this kind of, what do we want to call it? Round table, conjoinment of the two houses, time to talk and pass seeds, everything before these auctions happen. And do we want to start with Claire? I think do we, we need want to start, start with, with Thomas in the They say your 15 minutes starts and they don't even say now. And Thomas is like, Claire, yeah. give me my banked vote back and give me a seed. And, and I'm like, whoa. Bitch. And it's like, Camera, camera, camera. <laughs> Taylor's, Taylor's in the background smirking as he's... Literally, <laughs> literally. I'm like, this is the drama that I needed. <laughs> Which, okay, 
Claire has had a lot of audacity this season. The audacity of Thomas to sit there and demand a banked vote when he, she is sitting on the block next to him. I ain't giving you shit. I ain't not giving you shit. It was absolutely crazy. Like, I think it's funny that Thomas did it, but I don't even understand the logic of even asking it. Like, that's an impossible ask. He thought maybe if I call her out in front of everyone, she'll, like, just back down and give it to me. But, like, it would do the complete opposite. Like, you're trying to back me into a corner to give you your banked vote back. As I'm and sitting you've already banked you. me into you've already backed me into a corner with this house. Like, like yeah, no. Thomas, you ain't getting shit from me, buddy. Mm-mm. <laughs> Yeah. Um, yeah, that was entertaining. Um, but then you kind of see some of these people are just chilling. I kind of want to bring that up. Like Christian, chilling. Um, Meredith, chilling. Uh, yeah. So I don't know. It's it's interesting to see Christian specifically, kind of how he got so active during the round. You went home, Dylan. And then after that, just kind of took a backseat again. Um, it's his little plus which one. Which I think is his, his final twos strategy with everything. He goes up to everyone, has his one-on-ones. He's like, we're yeah. good, we're good, we're good. And he actually the ground. I want to bring that up too. Before the noms, when he went up to Brady, <laughs> final two, final two, final two. He went up to Shane, final two, final two, final two. He was and bleeding the way, to Shane. He was like, the way he good. was saying it to these two, I was like... Christian, baby, you ain't winning no Oscar this year, okay? You ain't even getting a nomination. Yeah, it, it just wasn't believable. <laughs> I really don't think it was either. Um, I think Brady maybe kind of ate it up more than Shane, but for <laughs> sure. Like, I, think, yeah. I think Brady was also just looking to grab anyone, and even if he wasn't going to honor a final two, that's someone that could probably be in his final five, you know? Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I think that's why Christian yeah. was so like cool calm collected because he's like they're all talking about bidding war against claire i have no seeds i'm gonna sit here i know what's going yep. on they want they want my number for when it comes to the vote yep. i'm just gonna mm-hmm. not make any waves i'm just gonna chill with the other girlies on the other side that are trying to chill here too and we're just gonna ride it out mm-hmm. yeah um i don't think i think him not having any seeds helped him not get involved in the drama Mm-hmm. And Meredith just said, like, Christian was probably in a worse position than it made it seem, which I agree, because Christian was always probably going to be the renom. Um, so it would have been interesting. <laughs> 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 it would have been interesting yeah. to see uh, how that played out if he would have ended up on the block. Um, so then Lily gives Thomas a seed. How do we feel about that? I Lily's dynamic is so interesting to me because like she isn't in like the group but she's like connected kind of with both and I think she has like a really unique perspective because she's kind of on the outside looking in and we saw Mm -hmm. it in a conversation with her and Jessica Mm -hmm. where she like really is getting information and like processing it and I think the first like two rounds she wasn't processing she was just getting it and giving it so it's kind of nice to see how lily is forming the bonds that she needs to with people and getting active she's getting active yeah Yeah. she's like i gotta scoop up jessica i need to let her know these people don't want you in this game they want to use you and toss you to the side and girl i want to work with you i was like okay lily and i think she realizes now 
since Shakira's gone, Thomas maybe has like a, a plus one spot. And if she could get in that plus one spot, she's going to gain more information because Thomas will blah, 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 blab, and she'll run, 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 run. Yeah, I think Millie's in a great position to not be anyone's target anytime soon, to be honest. But I do also see a situation where she can get sniped because she's also not anyone's closest ally. Yeah. Right. Which I think is why she kind of had to tell Jessica that as well, because Jessica's kind of in a similar position. Mm -hmm. um, so Thomas gets a seed from Lily, and then we kind of get this conversation with Patrick and Jessica and Claire. And Claire asking... Did, I don't know if she really asked Patrick for a seed. I don't remember. I think but... she did, because she was like, I, I need like a seed, and Patrick's like, yeah. well, uh, well, I, I owe Thomas, Thomas one. one. And that conversation was so funny to me because like i was literally saying on the calls we were watching i was like if i was patrick and there's like five minutes left and i like owe someone a seed that i do not want to give it to i'm sorry y'all i gotta go shit i'll be right back and not, <laughs> like literally back five what are you gonna do knock 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 i, I need your seed please like, maybe you know? i'm having a bowel movement <laughs> <laughs> I'll give it to you later. <laughs> yeah. Mm -hmm. Oh, time's up. Oh I'm sorry, no, I'm girl. so sorry. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, I think Patrick did a decent job at shutting out Claire. And I think, honestly, the Patrick and Brody, I don't know what the time delay between both of them rejecting her for a seat is. But I know if that came back to back, that was probably what ended Claire's like entire hopes of being off that block. Yeah, especially, I mean, we do get the conversation with her and Abrielle also, where she's like, I'll give you the bank vote, and then, like, Shane can break the tie, and she's kind of working the emotions on Abrielle, and it seems like it works for a second, but I don't think Abrielle ever really would have done it. Um, and then Abrielle goes out and talks to Thomas and Brandon, where they kind of form, like, a final three, and Thomas is giving his pitch about how Claire it's not gonna be fun if Claire's in the game anymore. And then one of my favorite lines was, go steal that banked vote from her, don't use it. This is all starts, play the game. Which, don't do too much on Abrielle now, Thomas. Yeah, I was like, don't be telling Abrielle to play the game. Because if anyone's playing the game out of that group, it's Abrielle. Yeah, no, she's well, definitely yeah. running shit, low key. Like she's <laughs> very behind the scenes. I think everyone likes her, like on a personal level, which makes them want to keep her around. Where has her name mm -hmm. came up? Nowhere. Never. Who, Never. who does everyone run, run to when they need something? Abrielle. Abrielle. Mm -hmm. So, like, don't be doing her like that. Because you'd be running to her, too. So, it's <laughs> like... It was, a, it was a little bossy. It was a little bossy. But yeah. Because Thomas needed to be, like, a little more in the driver's seat this round. Because, yeah. like, he his ass was on the line. Mm -hmm. For sure. But I think he needs Abrielle more than Abrielle needs him. For um, sure. And even Brandon also. And again, I know we kind of said Brandon was getting uh, getting away with a lot of shit. But you kind of see Brandon saying that he's going to choose this side. He's going to help with the seeds for the bidding war if he needs to. He's going to draw the line. And again, he in the end, he really doesn't have to draw this line to where he can stay kind of wavering between these two groups, which is good for him. Um, but yeah, it's interesting to see how Brandon can just make all these promises and never have to follow through on them. Brandon is in the perfect position of everyone wanting him around. Like, mm -hmm. like I, I think Ross, he specifically says a four between him, Shane, Brody, and Meredith, and then maybe Brandon. 
And then I don't ever know how Brandon got looped into that. I think it was just like Meredith is like, I like Brandon. And then somehow it's now Brandon's in the group. And it's like, well, yeah, Meredith and Brandon were definitely like talking. And then they're like during, I think it was the round you went home, Dylan. Brandon was with Ross a lot in that laundry room. There was like multiple scenes of yeah. them in the laundry room. And so I don't know if it's just because Brandon was hanging around a lot with them for a little bit. And now he's kind of forced to go on this other side of the house and work with them but perfect position right now mm -hmm. um and then claire asked brody for a seed <laughs> and she kind of pops off i how do we feel about this lover's quarrel again i knew something like this was eventually gonna happen where mm -hmm. one was slowly gonna turn on the other and this was just like Brody's way of being like, I'm not getting in your shit. I'm sorry. And like, we saw him talking with others where he's like, if she goes homeless, they're around to do it because I don't got to do anything with it. She's not going to be mad at me. Spoiler alert, she's pissed at him uh, <laughs> for not giving her a seed when he gave her her seed back night one. Um, but like, I think Brody was so in the right of like, goodbye Claire like this is your time like I'm not giving you a seed because it's just for real gonna link us together now because like you are going home and if all this shit of us saying like we're not playing together is true and then I go and save you in your like lowest point like now we're just fully linked yeah like from Brody's perspective there they haven't had a game like bond at all really like if he were to give her a seed it would simply be because that's his wife. And I would understand it if he did. But I, I think it, this was a good move on Brody's part. Ultimately, even though he is losing someone that probably also wouldn't work against him, because we've seen that she was at least a little bit more loyal in the game since than he was to her. Yeah. I For did sure. find it interesting. Brody was talking with Brady. And Brady was like, oh, like, we're going on a bidding war against Claire. Like, we're trying to rally the seeds to, like, outbid her. And then Brody was like, okay, like, she could go. But then also he was like, well, bid her up and then waste her seeds. So it was, like, implying, like, let her win the auction, which was, like, I literally paused the episode. And I was like, so does Brody want Claire gone or here? Like, it, it was kind of like a... Brody didn't know what to do, but he was like, yeah, a bit against her, but like, let her win. And like, you literally saw Brady go, so wait, she should win the auction? It was like, <laughs> what's going on? Yeah. I, I, I don't think he was saying what he really wanted was just for the seeds to be gone in general. He didn't realize that he was implying that Claire is coming off the block if that happens. Yeah, I was just like, yeah, waste her seeds. <laughs> let her come off the block, please. <laughs> but yeah and i mean i think that also doesn't really help claire's mental state right because she already feels like she has no one and then she goes to her husband and he's basically like fuck off and then you kind of see her run to ross and like that's really her next kind of comfort spot to just kind of yeah. decompress a little bit um and then ultimately she does get a seed from ross but at least someone kind of like comforted comforted yeah. her in that moment because she really had no one um yeah anything else about this little trading and this, this 15 minutes before we get into these auctions 
It was pretty much just that. It was yeah, yeah, crazy. Okay, so I know we kind of already touched base. I think the first house was kind of clear, clear cut. cut. Yeah, auction wasn't happening. Um, Ava said, "Did she give this feedback to Ross?" She, she ended did. up giving three to Ross or two to Ross, three and, to Abigail. Yeah, and then um. Okay, Shane. Oh, hold much. on, Shane. Uh, this girl. We'll, we'll get to you. Stop. We'll get to you. We'll get to you right Shane. there. <laughs> we'll get to you. We're talking about House A right now, but <laughs> House A was pretty clean cut. I would like to say A's. there was the only little rift where it was Ross and Brody in a room, and Brody goes, "Well, what if we just saved Ava here and sent home Jessica?" But then Ross is like, "Oh no, like." Because Brody was, like, trying to push a little magic because then he's, like, okay, like, if Jess goes, cool, whatever. Because I think Brody realizes he kind of has Ava a little more because, like, the whole note situation, like, when she, when uh, you went home mm -hmm. and uh, I think he thinks he could pull Ava more than Jessica. Mm -hmm. um, so I thought it was a little interesting that he tried to push a little bit after the whole round was... Ava could go goodbye. Yeah. I think if he wanted to successfully pivot that, he would have do it, had to do it from the start. And I think that was like his error in that sense. If he truly sure. did want her to go, I don't I don't know if he was just trying to like consider all options or whatnot, but yeah. Yeah. Um, and then we also get like that little thing where Patrick is again just lying to her face, and then he kind of has this one-on-one -on -one to the camera right after she leaves, saying he's such a good liar, which to the viewers that have never been to that house, that room is like, that's Emma's room. It's right next to kind of where they hold the auctions and stuff this season. And those doors are thin and people just be yapping in that room. And I'm like, are you not scared someone's peeping on the other side of the door? Because mm -hmm. that's like a main area. I was always whispering in that room. You could not hear me say anything i was patrick was, was saying it with his chest proudly and loudly like do a double take and, <laughs> and he like looks at the door and he's like he kind of like oh shit and also there's a bathroom right there too so if anyone yes. happens to be taking their excuse to, yes. to hide from claire asking for <laughs> mm -hmm. yeah mm -hmm. yeah so yeah that was pretty funny but yeah ava goes home three zero again Ava, you better send Taylor Luke your therapy bills after that round because I would, if every single person lied to me for two hours, oh, I would not be in the right mindset after that. It was a um, master class in lying, too. I will say, it Jessica, so I did not smooth. expect a lot from the lying department from her. And the way she was so convinced, she's like, I have one seed. Like, I, it, like, what do I do? And she, and then she was like, "Let me go lie to Ava a little more." I said, "Oh, she's, she's living in her moment right now." She was like <laughs> handing it up, but like that was also the thing is like with what we've seen of Jessica when she was like acting to Ava, I felt like Ava should have picked up on that a little more because I feel like, okay, why is Jessica being so extra now? You know what I mean? Like really hamming it up. It was, you know what I mean? I don't know. Well, Edna, uh, I don't know if you've ever experienced Jessica in real life, but her coming <laughs> in with extraness is just like her personality. She can come know, in and tell you the sky is orange or purple or green, and you will believe it because, like, why would she say that? I don't know. She's just so right. chaotic. It's the Red Bull slushies that they all be drinking all day. <laughs> 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 uh, okay, so... Yeah, obviously nothing's used in the auction, blah, blah, blah. Did Ava have, like, did Ava give her seeds to anyone? I forget. Did she have any seeds? Oh, she had two. I don't. 
Ava, yeah, did you I give your seeds away? Ava I did. I don't think she did because I thought she was safe. Like she thought she was safe. Probably. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Ava can speak on that. So then we get to the auction in house two, and which Thomas kind of just tells Claire, "Girly, I have enough to outbid you. Like you're kind of shit out of luck." Um, which how do we how do we feel about is, Claire not even bidding? This is the worst moment in Claire's game this round, I think. Not even bidding and burning seas and going scorched earth whenever you're going out is crazy to me. Like the second, because like I literally had messaged Claire because we were talking about like Taylor Swift and stuff, and then I watched the episode, and then I was like, "You better buy yourself up off that block," because I was like, "Her and Shane have enough." Even if they pulled four seeds from the other side, they still had enough. And then she was just like, "What am I gonna do?" And I was like, "The Queen of Greenhouse All Stars or Greenhouse Season One is." laying down and dying when thomas comes up and is like i have three more seats than you like shane has six like go talk to shane like granted you're kind of pissing shane off right now it seems <laughs> but like shane absolutely would have donated those seeds to see thomas go and this is why i, I want to wrap think around. so as well i want to wrap back around yep. she had no one comment mr shane you could have given her seeds because i did not see you once go claire you be saying that you have these many seeds and they have this many i got right sick. let me it was interesting yeah it was interesting to see that they didn't even really talk about pulling seeds together and i don't know if this is just kind of shane kind of conceding to this we'll get thomas next round narrative and if he kind of was losing faith in claire because of how emotional she was acting which i think it was part of the reason why um because I feel, I feel like he kept trying to help her and she wasn't really taking the notes and applying them. And um, I feel like maybe that's why he just kind of gave up and was like, I just have to push forward. Um, Meredith just brought up a good point that no one actually knew how many Shane had, which is... But, but Shane knew! But Shane knows! So Shane, that little arrow above to Meredith. Yeah, that little camera. That little camera. I need a full-on excuse from you. A explanation. I need a, I need a <laughs> 500-word double-space-typed essay. You have my, my Instagram. I'll be waiting. <laughs> <laughs> but but I yeah, I, th I think it would just blow up Shane's spot in the game, and I think he wasn't willing to do that uh, with how Claire was acting. Um, yeah, because I like by the end of the episode, it was like right before the banishment, um, when everyone was outside. I was like, I could see in Shane's like position right now, like he's already kind of on the bottom in this group. Like he wants to maybe like work some up with them. So like bidding with Claire is not the best thing. Um, but who was it? Um, was it you, Edmund, or was it Taylor Gavey that said? Well, if I was Shane, I would have told Claire to give me all your seeds, and I will bid, and then it burn the other side seeds, and then just keep Claire's. That was what was interesting, and maybe like some of the people watching can touch on this. Is Thomas kept saying, "I just don't want Shane to buy it and use it on Claire," which that doesn't really make any difference because Shane is already safe. So I don't really understand why that kept coming up. Maybe in his mind, he um, thought Shane like did the seeds instead of sunflower or rose like maybe he was just like so like turned around with everything that he was like oh shit if shane uses it on claire then we have no renom and it's like mm -hmm. someone that i wanted uh that's like the only thing i could think of because he kept saying that and i was like 
Shane's safe. Like, it, that makes no yeah. sense. I think it, right. was, it was probably just like you said, a pressure cooker situation, and he wasn't thinking clearly 100%. Yeah. Um, I want to go back really quickly because it, this is the bigger episode title. There's no prize money with this Brady and Claire fight on the way back to the main house. Um, Claire again kind of telling him, like, fuck you. Uh, which I had to, I told Matthew, we had to add the just glory because this game for Claire, she wants the glory, babes. She didn't get it the first time, and that's why she came back and she was so invested in it. Um, so I feel like Claire just kind of saw the game crumbling around her and she didn't really know where to pick up the pieces. Yeah, I will say, Brady, this episode or this round, full of quotes. Like <laughs> eating it up, you and them out to Claire. Like he was just done. Like when he was like, "A cop out still gets you on the block, regardless of the reasoning." <laughs> I was like, I, we were screaming, gagged, like the whole time we were like, "What is going on?" And then the next yeah. episode starts, and he's like yapping it up with Claire, like "Fuck you," basically. I think I think it's because the way that Brady went home the first time was because he made me a pinky promise and lied about it and didn't tell me when he said he would. And I feel like that's why he kept bringing that up in this round. And he's like, this is how, what I did in season three. I don't want to do it again because it fucked up my position. Like, I just need to, like, take it on the chin and tell her, like, I'm putting her up, even if she's going to, like, uh, blow up. So I think that's what he was more worried about was kind of not repeating a mistake that he made previously. Yeah, I, I I think for Brady, like honestly, this is his round. Like he he's really shining this round as a whole. I think he made every move correctly. Um and even though it resulted in Claire kind of blowing up, I think that worked in his favor even more because prior to her blowing up, there was a chance she could have swinged things around, you know? Yeah. Uh we don't know what that would have looked like, obviously, but uh I think Claire kind of blowing up in that sense solidified she was going i agree because i think that's why shane told her like chill out because we literally could have slithered through this somehow and then mm -hmm. she kind of just tanked her own game um which i'm really sad to see claire leave because i feel like obviously i don't think she had a full developed arc in the sense of what we were expecting from her mm -hmm. um which i think the pressure kind of got to her too to kind of like show up and perform like she did season one um but yeah, sad to see Claire go, sad to see Ava go, because I feel like Ava never really found her footing um, and then just got clowned the entire round. Um, and then even Claire got clowned a little bit by Taylor, always putting in that flashback of that her, of Brody giving nasty. her her feedback. But as of someone who edits, I'd be doing the same shit with some of that stuff. Like, Absolutely. Taisha should be falling every time you're so foul for that Taisha <laughs> I was, taylor was like living that fantasy every time it was brought up boop, boop. Mm -hmm. um, um so what do you guys because i know you brought up brady's game this round what do you guys think about kind of him trying to establish this relationship with brody as he's essentially throwing his wife under the bus right in front of him i think it's weirdly working mm -hmm. yeah I think Brady realizes, like, they keep talking about, like, it's kind of sides, it's kind of not, it's kind of voting blocks, it's kind of not. But, like, it does, like, it is kind of forming out to be two sides against each other right now. Mm -hmm. And I think Brady is trying to really get the in with the other side, and he knows Brody has pull on that side. So if he could get in good with Brody, 
the other side shouldn't nom him before anyone else on his side. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Let's see if we missed anything. Um, I think the only point that I still want to touch on is this whole round, even with Thomas is back up against the wall, he still goes outside, gets his little cups of juice, and he starts pouring them for everyone, and he's like, batty, batty, shot o'clock, because I don't know <laughs> what this man does or how he does it, but, like, I think they openly talk about, like, Thomas is doing the same thing that he did in season three, like, he's so good, and they're still kind of letting it happen, and it's just, like, there's always one little thing that Thomas exploits to then get himself through the round. And like, mm-hmm. good for him. Keep pouring the juice. Keep giving the girls cups. Keep refilling them the second you see they're half half empty. Because he's doing the damn thing. I, I think it's interesting with how powerful Thomas is with those people that he is aligned with. Like, they, they want him there 100%. But then on the flip side of that, the other people don't want him there at all. They like enemy number one and then it's a good strategy in a sense until you don't win power <laughs> yeah. uh, i do you think thomas talking to brody is gonna help because they kind of had a conversation too where they're like we're working together like we're cool i think how ross is the brody brody is the thomas yeah i'd agree with that because i think they're all kind of on the same page of like were targets but like also i do not want you here because like it's not like we're shielding each other it's just kind of like we're all kind of here and like i would live if the three of them got nommed together because then we'd really see the the power dynamic of like who's more important to who in that sense i think in the instance if you had all three of them nommed together it truly is going to come down to who's voting that round as to who actually goes because if the other side's just nominated each other. That's two votes from their own gone. But I don't know. That could play out very interestingly. Yep. Uh, so then I guess the last thing is at the end. of We kind of already brought it up. At the end of the round, after Claire leaves, they're kind of all talking about uniting together and Christian's exposing this trio. And they're talking about finding cracks in the other side. They're talking about how they love crack, which... Girls be on it this season, I swear. <laughs> um, and again, I think Shane is probably going to run over there and kind of do his thing. Um, Shane is going to tell Ross and Brody within 10 seconds of getting into that house. Yeah, for I think sure. so too. Um, so I guess the last two questions are, who do you think the next target will be? I mean, obviously it depends on who wins power. And then who is your MVP for the round? before we wrap it up. I I don't know, because, like, I guess a counter question. Do we really think Brady is, like, actually going to rally the girls to target Thomas next round? Because this whole time he was like, Claire, Claire now and then Thomas next, because we all wanted no. Thomas this round, but then it was this. Like, because if we do think that he'd do that, then I think Thomas is the next target. If not... I have literally no idea. This game blew the fuck open this round. And I love it. I can see anyone except for Abrielle going up. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think, honestly, uh, Thomas is likely to get the target next, but I don't believe Brady's actually going to follow through with targeting it. 
I, I think genuinely what would happen is because Brady spoke it into existence, some of the people like uh, Abriel, even Brandon, they're also going to have that in their mind that, okay, Thomas is the target next. Right. And it won't be hard to convince whoever's in the greenhouse. Thomas is that said target. Right. Uh, especially with Ross having the green thumb currently and wanting to work against Thomas specifically, I, I don't see Thomas's game lasting much longer. Yeah, which is, I think, part of the reason why Brady's starting to try and, like, appease the other side, right? Because who is really Brady going to have now that he's lost Shakira and Thomas, who were probably his closest allies, if Thomas leaves, of course. And um, I think Thomas is kind of holding that said side together because it's a lot of the people that, like, are either with everyone or not really with anyone. Um, and it's just, like, when they don't have a steady, like, person that's, kind of pushing forward the narrative of that group like where are we all gonna go mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. okay mvp for the round it could go a couple different ways for me uh i would maybe say shane specifically for picking up on immunity and pushing brandon out of that saving himself because he very well could have gone home this round but I don't think he ultimately controlled that much of who he wanted. Gone. Um, I'm gonna give one from each side. Uh, I'm gonna say Brady for sure for the coffee house because mm -hmm. the round centered around him pretty much. It was like mm -hmm. him and Thomas, but I feel like Brady came out of it better than Thomas did. Uh, mm -hmm. And that's like what I always use to help determine like who my mvp was um and then from the first house i'm gonna say patrick i don't know like patrick was not in shit this round he was in the greenhouse he was in on the plan he was doing shit with the others and he got like no blood on his hand even though like that side was like an easier round i don't think he was an option to go up even if there was a uproot mm-hmm now, what's interesting, though, I, I think talking about the, the alliance of more like the Brady-Thomas side of things, they effectively lost two numbers in here because I do think Claire was still kind of working more with that side than she was the house side. I might be delusional in that. For sure. I think Even, so, too. Oh? Taylor <laughs> Luke missed the time change. Wait, did the time change? Unless he's traveling or something. Yeah. Um, but, but I agree. I think I think Ava and Claire, I think Claire was still probably going to swing towards the Thomas side of things. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Because, like, I have, like, an ongoing, like, on the bottom of our notes for, like, the podcast, it's, like, sides. And, like, in the beginning, it was so, like, it was, like, side one had, like, four people and side two had four. And then it was, like, true middles and maybe with side one and maybe with side two. And now it's, like, kind of clear cut side one side two and i had claire more with side two which is like thomas and Ava and mm -hmm. all that yeah so. i think that's another reason as to why thomas might pick up traction in these next few rounds is because he did just lose three numbers back to back with shakira claire and ava yeah all the girlies i was gonna say uh, one thing to discuss is this there's a girls alliance happening the girls are getting out all the the straight men where, where are all the girls at? Yeah, the girlies aren't working that closely together, even 
though it was a, a pitch thing. I, I think Ross was a little delusional on that one. Um, and wow. I helped him spread that rumor. I will admit to that. I thought it was true as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, but as a, a the perceived straight man, I had to <laughs> push against something. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Dylan, we're going to wrap up a really quick MVP. I'll say Brady. Brady. I'm, I'm going to give one to Jessica. Just because, you know, she kind of did her role this episode. And I don't know if, I don't know how much she's going to have this much spotlight again since we haven't seen much of her so far. So I think her kind of leaning into this was kind of a fun way to see Jessica. I agree with the Patrick too. Patrick kind of blossomed, keeps blossoming every episode um, more and more. And then for the other side, I think this is purely because of circumstance. I'm going to say Brandon. Um... Because I still think his position is great going back into this conjoined house. Um, and like I said, I think it's purely based on circumstance and the fact that he didn't really have to draw a line. Mm-hmm. And he was still safe and he got first place and he has seeds and yeah. But I'll, I'll, get, I'll, I'll, I'll give Brady an honorable mention just because I know he'll like it. <laughs> Yeah, boost his ego. Boost his ego. Yeah, uh-huh. Brady loves that. But Dylan, thank you so much for joining us this week. Sad to see you go so early. Thanks. Um, everyone, remember to watch Greenhouse every Sunday and Thursday at 8 p.m. Eastern, 7 Central. Link below. And then make sure we have a special release this week on Valentine's Day, Slut Pop Miami by Kim Petrus is dropping. Make sure you guys stream. And we will see you next Friday for Slut Pop Miami release party. Bye, everyone. Bye. Farewell.